Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Randy Flores, the Cardinal <laughs> Scouting Director, who joins us on 101 ESPN with uh, Carriker and Smallman. Randy, great to have you with us. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm looking at the, your draft since you became the Cardinal Scouting Director, and I see the names of Carlson and Hudson and Edmund and Kisner and in 2018 Gorman and Donovan and Newt Bar. How much fun is it for you to see these guys come up and not only just get to the major leagues, but produce the way they have? It, it, it's fun. I mean, it, it, there's no other way to describe it other than it's fun, and, and it's an appreciation, Randy, just for the the teamwork that goes into it, right? You, you don't know at the time when you're making that pick what, how it's going to turn out. You certainly have hope. You have optimism. Uh, you have reasons for, for belief. You have reasons for making the pick. And then it's, um, you know, it's, it's a credit to the process of the organization as Gary LaRock and the farm system gets their hands on the players and begins molding them, uh, working on their strengths, working on their deficiencies. And then, and, and then you see their dreams come true and then experience some success. It's extremely rewarding. Randy, the Cardinals just wrapped up a weekend series versus the Cubs, and the disparity between the two organizations was on display, and really the talent development of the two organizations was on display. Randy and I were talking during the break, and the Cardinals always have a consistent level, a consistent foundation of talent at the major league level. Uh, The Cubs are obviously rebuilding, and so their needs are different. What's it like to develop and draft when you don't have to draft for need? You know what? I think every or goes into the draft trying to not draft for need. Uh, I, I think that that's the goal. I think very rarely will you hear a team, unless maybe they're drafting the top five, make a specific pick uh, for need. Um, but what I will say is it's, um, it, it, it's just it points to, uh, I guess you would say, the, the, the confidence we have and the work we put in the process to try to be as consistent as possible. You know, all, all of us, all teams, all orgs are driving to, to produce uh, that's what you get up and do this job for every day. And to see it come to fruition is just, again, um, it, it's something that in this role, rather than the player's role, it's an appreciation for all the touch points that go in to providing that consistency. And trust me, not one day do you ever wake up and go, oh, yeah, we nailed it. Um, we're producing a consistent <laughs> pipeline. Not, not, not one day in, in now going on my seventh draft have I ever woken up saying we, we nailed it and we are producing. It is that it is that fear of not meeting the standard of those who were before and of this organization standard uh, that, that, that brings the, the drive to, to meet that standard. Randy, I got, I got a question about one guy for you, and that's Jordan Walker. Because so many teams say, we were shocked when he was there. And Michelle and I talked to him. He's an impressive guy. He's physically imposing and impressive, really productive player in high school. So two years ago, you draft him at number 21. What was your reaction when Jordan Walker was available at 21? Well, I think it was there's a, there's a number of reasons why I think that he was available. And I think that we would be remiss to not point to the pandemic shortened environment of, of 2020. 
that 2020 draft that, you know, baseball shut down and a lot of orgs did not get a chance to get their full gamut of cross-checking and looks that make someone make a team comfortable with the pick. Additionally, when you look at the summer of his, his before his senior year in high school, um, in our minds, he was someone who trended up and, and was getting better and better and better. Um, wasn't maybe a goalpost to goalpost um, standout, but was someone who, who we believed was trending. And when you draft where we draft in the positions you do, um, at some point, you have to be able to swallow risk uh, when you're seeking upside. Uh, it, it, granted, there's risk in any pick, uh, but certainly when you're going with a high school position player uh, with your first pick, you have to be able to swallow some risk. And, you know, I, I just think it's a testament to our ownership and to Mo in their confidence in our department, you know, to provide the autonomy to, to swallow that risk if we think it's the goal, uh, the, the, if it's the right pick for our board, you know, trusting the process. You'll hear Mo talk about trusting the process and and although he is not scouting and although he's not writing reports his influence in trusting that process is paramount especially when you consider that he believes in trusting the scouting process you know when you when you when you swallow risk with a high school pick like carlson or like gorman or like walker or like win and uh i think you know seeing that type of leadership gives confidence in our department to make the best decisions we can with the info at hand. And Randy, you were scouting and keeping an eye on players before you became the Cardinals scouting director. Just from my untrained eye, it seems like scouting at least for power hitters is a lot better. It seems like ordinarily to get a, a great power hitter, you have to be near the top of the first round. Not Don't have to be, but it seems like teams hit on power hitters at the top of the first round. Yeah, no, uh, obviously, they're, they're, every step you get away from the top you know, handful of picks, there's more and more risk. And so inside you know, the top five or so picks, you, know, you typically see people who are, have produced, who have a long track record, whose uh, metrics and analysis shows that they hit the ball hard, that they have good zone recognition. And then each step away from there, um, you have to come to determination whether or not you think that the bet you're making um, is worth that risk, and then you lean and rely on player development, on performance, on the hitting program, on a pitching program, to to work to refine that product. Randy, as the other Randy mentioned when we brought you in, a lot of the guys that you drafted are on full display for the Cardinals right now, and one of the guys that's making a big impact and that Cardinals fans are falling love with in love with is Brendan Donovan. He's just been so exciting and fun to watch. He was drafted by the Cardinals in 2018. Tell us what your assessment was of Brendan Donovan at that time. Look, that is a complete process pick, and what I mean by that is that's not when you're at that spot in the draft that typically is not um, a profile or a spot in the draft where the scouting director is, is driving that by the looks, uh, meaning the scouting in-person looks or by the scheduling of looks of national cross-checkers. What that is instead is it's the belief in the process of our area scouts, of our regional roles, of our analytical department to, to denote that as you get further away from the first round, players become, uh, at least industry-wide, closer together in the evaluations. What stood out in the reports of Brendan was the, there, was, there, there was raving reviews about his makeup and his aptitude, um, about his ability to, to adjust. Um, he, he was someone who had, you know, kind of was, was a grinder. Whatever the words you guys are using now, those, those came through in the reports written um, at that ground level of scouting and backed up by the uh, analysis of our baseball development department. 
And he has proven to be a versatile player as well. When when you select a guy like that, can you project him as not a utility guy, but a versatile guy that fits what baseball is in 2022? Look, let me tell you what that is. That is player development and Gary LaRock um, and, and our farm system. We draft them and we hand them off. And what, what Gary uh, ha- has shown me is an ability to be disciplined to a process as well to provide opportunity and to have patience and to know that if someone doesn't just come out of the gate, guns blazing, looking like a home run, that you give them opportunity to find their way. Brennan Donovan broke his thumb or his hand, um, uh, at, uh, had an injury that affected a year of development. Hmm. But uh, G- Gary LaRock didn't go out and sign minor league free agents to play ahead of, of Brendan Donovan. Instead, he found playing time for him in Peoria. And in the same year, because of that playing time, he's allowed to develop at multiple spots and get to AAA in the same year. Look back even further to Tommy Edmond. It wasn't as if Tommy Edmond, right out of the gate, was showing um, the, the amazing uh, ability that he's doing now. But the patience of our farm system, the belief in providing opportunity, um, the, the discipline to not make a rash decision allowed Tommy to continue to develop. And so, sure, you could say that we were hoping that there's versatility, that he would, that, that aptitude would play out. That belief needs to be paired with the opportunity that our farm system provides. Hey, Randy, a couple of other notes here. Number one, how much has video changed scouting? You're the scouting director. How, how much do you rely on video now as opposed to even when you started? I'd say it simply this way. Scouts are paid to evaluate based off what they see. Video provides an opportunity to see more. As simple as that. Is it the same as in person? I don't personally believe so. But I can tell you, I would rather have our scout watch a baseball game than an infant. <laughs> and, that, and, that, right. and, and that simplicity means that when you have uh, an opportunity to see more, um, this game is about, when in scouting, is betting with conviction, with confidence. And oftentimes, in the absence of video, you're only able to see what you see on that given day. On a given day, what a player does in the three or four at-bats when you're there or in the few innings they pitch. What video affords is our scouts an opportunity to see more. And one other thing, a couple of former Cardinals have guys that are coming up in this draft. Mark McGuire has his son, Mason. And, of course, Jackson Holiday is regarded by some as the top pick in the draft. Does it make a difference, Randy, in, in a broad sense, if a potential draftee has played for a major leaguer and especially a successful major leaguer? Or not? Yeah, I... I- Look, I'd answer it this way. You heard me talk about all the touch points that impact a player and and help uh, influence their path in in player development. And I mean all the way from from a hitting coordinator and a pitching coordinator to the team-specific pitching coach. I'm talking there could be a rehab specialist, a trainer. There could be a clubhouse manager. Someone at some point needs to be able to influence uh, a young prospect and keep them going, to encourage them, to write the path, to say the right thing when they're down. Uh, to see something that can make an improvement. And if you happen to be able to have a, a, a bat phone hotline to a former successful major leaguer who knows that grind, I think that's an asset to have and must be considered at draft time. <laughs> and finally, Randy, one last thing for me. I was reading up about you last night preparing for this interview, and I stumbled across an article that said for your birthday last year, you bought yourself a minivan, that you have an affinity for minivans. <laughs> so I need to know how this happened. How did you fall in love with minivans? And can you describe what minivan you have now? <laughs> Well, I, I hate to, to, to burst the myth. I, I did not buy a minivan. I am forbidden from buying a minivan oh, by no. my wife. But I, I fell in love with a minivan due to a scarcity of car rentals 
uh, during that draft scouting season. And so I get into, a, I forget where I was, someone in, uh, somewhere in the upper Midwest. The only car available is like a, like a Chevy Astro van. I don't even know if those are made anymore. Um, it, it had no Bluetooth, uh, no GPS. Uh, the air conditioning was, you know, open up the vents, roll down the windows. But I'm telling you, that bucket seat, the snub nose, it made me feel like I was kind of driving a monorail going through these pretty small roads uh, in, in Ohio. And I thought, now I get it. You know, I, I went to go get my luggage in the back. I pressed a button and half the car disappeared. It's a sliding door. It's amazing. It's like you know, indoor, outdoor living all in a minivan. And so I have uh, an appreciation for it now. Uh, I belong on Facebook chat groups where we talk about the benefits of, of minivans, but I am not allowed to buy one. So I just make sure to rent them now. So is this something that you're trying to work on your wife to accept? Or have you just come to the conclusion that it's never going to happen? Well, she's recruited our children. And so when you're going on vacation and you go to pretend you got the rental ban and our four-year-old is crying and our seven-year-old is scratching and clawing saying, no, mom's going to be so mad, uh, I, I'm, I'm outnumbered there. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Randy, great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for the time. And uh, we know this is a busy time for you. We're about a month away from the draft. So uh, we, we appreciate your time today and good luck in the 2022 draft. Outstanding. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Randy Flores, who, who has done a magnificent job in, as he says, holding up the, the, the history of the Cardinals' talent procurement. He's done an amazing job. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.